This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Between the job, the kids, the TV I need to binge watch, I've got a lot going on. But I just discovered my new favorite shortcut, Safeway on Instacart. Everything I need delivered right to my door in as fast as... One hour. Safeway's organic produce, fresh treats from the bakery. Oh, paper towels. Hang on. I gotta place another order. Download the Instacart app or visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first order. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. You had to know that when Wingstop set out to make a crispy, juicy chicken sandwich, they wouldn't make it in just one flavor. They'd make it in all 12. Like lemon pepper, mango habanero, hickory smoked barbecue, and OG hot. So why have one new favorite chicken sandwich when you can have 12? Try the new sauced and tossed Wingstop chicken sandwich today for only $5.49 at Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Valid for a limited time and available at participating Wingstop locations only. While supplies last, price subject to applicable taxes and fees. And welcome again to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Jan Chenez in the secret square. And in the right-hand square is Max Cohen. This is our initial reaction show to Fulham's 1-1 draw. Guys, it's another draw. But if you look around, we have actually have extended the lead for first, which is weird. But teams have caught up to us a little bit. We now only have a five-point gap, which is a little concerning. But again... 1-1 one, one draw. I'll go to you first, Max. Opening thoughts. Yeah, it's, this is not the free-flowing attacking team we were used to during that seven-match winning run. And it's a bit worrying now, you have to say. Yes, we're top of the league. Yes, as you mentioned, it's now a two-point gap above Bournemouth. And it was one at the start of the day. But it just seems it's labored. And there are a lot of players out there tonight, uh, today who weren't quite giving it their all or weren't quite being effective enough. Mitch Rich had his goal, but he was – got more interested in fighting with the center backs than he was playing actual football. You know, Wilson, Cabano, Anonymous. I don't think Decadova Reed did anything today for me. And that's just a bit concerning because we're not keeping clean sheets at the moment. We're letting in simple goals. And you could just tell that as soon as we got the goal in the 20th minute, yep. we, we just took a step back for the next, you know, 40 minutes. We weren't really concerned at attacking effort until the last 20 minutes of the match when you're chasing it. 
I think that's mentality wise. I think Marcus Silva has to do a better job of getting his players focused because it seems like we're not seeing out these types of matches. It was almost a carbon copy of the Preston game just a couple Good weeks point. ago. So yeah, yes, we're top of the league and yes, I'm not going to get on here and be too upset, but at some point, you know, drawing matches to, to teams we should be beating isn't going to cut it. Okay. Giannis, I'm going to go to you. And first thing that I want to ask you is to talk about what Max just brought up a good point. Did this remind you of the Preston North End match? Did it remind you of that? And how concerned are you that they now have all these draws back to back to back and they are struggling with the attack? And you can see that Mitro is getting frustrated. What are your thoughts? What are your opening thoughts on this match? Well, I didn't. I, I actually would have settled for a draw before the game today. Um, Luton gave us. I predicted one-one. By the way. Yeah, it, it, a couple of seasons ago, Russ, they, they, you know, we drew three-three up at Kenilworth, and then they drew with us back here at the cottage. Um, they're a decent side. They'll have had a little bit of an edge because they they got the smaller club mentality in terms of you know small stadium, format, more money than us. Blah 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 blah. Um, I don't think I, I actually don't think we've recovered from that, that norovirus. I, I still think, you think that's some, part of this. Yeah, I do. I still think even with a couple of weeks, I still think there's a little bit of residue. Um, it's taking a little bit longer to get out of the system. We look, look. Um, these are these are these athletes are. Um, I don't know. They're, much, they're like sports cars. They're Maseratis in terms of their professionalism, in terms of their right. fitness. And any little thing, of course, can throw, throw that off. And, you know, the absence of training at that level has an impact on the body. It's not like a pub site where you can go out and have a couple of drinks. So I thought there was a little bit of, I thought there was a, a lack of energy. And I, and I really do think that there's some residue there. Having said that, you know, our friends Yournemouth, you know, they, um, they lose the Blackburn today. So they're hardly having a great time. And, um, I just think it's going to take a little bit of time. We've got a busy Christmas schedule. Run undefeated in 10. So, you know, I'm half class for this one. I think it's, uh, I think we're going to be fine. I just think okay. we're having a little bit of a lull, and I think all good teams go through that in the season. And we've still only lost, what, three games in, in 23. So I think we're going to be okay. Okay. Max, I want to get your thoughts on that, because uh, at the end of the broadcast, I heard Jamie... And Jim talking about, wouldn't you rather have them lose a match and instead of having these draws, having more losses and then, then just a couple of victories? Would you rather have that? There's a, a, a point to be made on that. But as Giannis just said, we still only have three losses. And I don't think this is something to be overly concerned about, but I want to go back and get your thoughts on this. Do you think that we could be dealing with the virus still. Could that also be a part of this? I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm just asking, could there be remnants of that still going on? Yeah, perhaps. I think that's a good point by honest is that some, some of these players might not be at full fitness and that might explain the drop in performance. Okay. Oh, it looks like we lost Giannis. Hopefully he'll be back. Um, but be back. I, I didn't, the I, yeah, I think, you know, you, the question you asked was, would you rather have a couple of losses and two wins rather right. than four straight draws? I don't know if I'm going to view it in that terms. Cause that's kind of confusing. I feel, but, look at the performance of it. So I just don't think I've seen us play a fluid nature in a while now. And that's why I'm a bit concerned. Yes. I don't think we're going to, we're in danger of dropping out of the top two anytime soon, but I mean, look what happened when he scored the goal. And I'll look at today as an example, 
Right. Normally for a Fulham side, you know, a month ago, two months ago, we scored that first goal. We're immediately pressing on for the second, the third. And that's what, that's what we loved about the team under Marco Silva is that we got a goal, we pressed on. You look what happened at Preston. You look what happened at Luton. It's almost like we got the goal and we, we regressed. And we said, oh, it's quite fortunate we've gotten a goal here in a tough environment. Let's just kind of sit back and, you know, retreat into our shell. And, and you can't be doing that. And that's what's a bit concerning because the players know better. Okay. We're not a naive side. We know how to, you know, manage matches. But it's just, it just so negative after we score. And you could see that goal coming from Luton. Oh, of course. We're going to talk about before. that. Absolutely. And, this, and you could say the same thing about Preston. Is you just saw the momentum change. You saw the crowd get into it. You knew exactly it was going to be. They fed off the crowd. And, and we, have to, we have to be better than that. Yeah. But again, to go back to you, and, and I'm just throwing this out there. I think what we also don't do enough, and I think we should be doing more of this, is giving credit to the other side. We have to give credit to Luton Town. I'm glad that you've already mentioned that, Max. Because they were excellent. After Fulham scored, they were the better side to end the half for a good chunk of, of the uh, first half. They didn't give us the space. The conditions were rough. Again, it's a factor. I'm not saying it's, it's the reason why we have a draw because Fulham have the better players. But I think we have to give a lot of credit to Luton Town. I just want to say that before we go on any further because they were – Good for that goal. They deserve the goal. We'll just, you guys will, will agree. They deserve the goal. Fulham did not do enough. Again, let's now talk about the goal. And well, actually, before that, there's been a lot of talk probably on social media. We had it during the match. Giannis, I'm going to ask you first before we talk about the Metro goal. Should Fulham have, have been given a penalty? The ball strikes the arm of a Luton player, then strikes the hand. There's no penalty there. What, what were your thoughts? I'm sure you remember when this happened. This is five times the penalty um, than um, the penalty that I watched um, this um, this morning. Oh, that. Uh, the, the don't get me City started game. on that one. Yeah, that was an atrocious, an atrocious call. Uh, yeah, this was a penalty. Marco Silva's talked about this in the media that he feels we're not getting a lot of breaks. I think one of the things we're going to have to play into here is that, that you know we've got to play Sheffield United where there are teams um, that we're playing for the first time that are going to be up for it. Right. The second time, the novelty wears off. Luton Town are always going to be difficult. I know that, and they're a bit inconsistent anyway. I mean, I think they lost five nothing at a Birmingham. I mean, you scratch your head and go, "Well, how do you do that?" But um, I think the novelty wears off. The pitches are going to get heavier. I know the weather wasn't great again today. The Preston game, the conditions were very, very poor. The conditions weren't great today. And then and then look at what happened last Friday against Bournemouth where, you know, we showed our real metal and our, our quality when we got the, you know, Tosin got the goal back and we could have won that game. So sometimes you're never as good as you think you are. Um, sometimes you're not as poor as you think you are. I think we'll take the points. Silver will, will regroup. Um, I know that Fulham are notoriously secretive about... Um, you know, injuries and illnesses. Um, if we'd have got an early penalty, that would have settled down the nerves. But as Wenger used to say many years ago, it, it all evens itself out. So yeah. hopefully in, in, in important games as the season wears on, we'll get the right calls. Okay. But it's a good point by you. I don't think we get many of these calls. And no. maybe it, it's because of who we are in the league that, again, we just don't get the calls. But I don't know. That's why I'm I'm asking. I think it could have gone either way. But when, if you watch the Man City match, you tell me. If that's a penalty, then what is this, Giannis? Shock, if that's a shocking. penalty, okay. And don't get me started on, on that match. As I said to our co-host Emilio Danello, 
if you want to be irritated, watch some highlights of Raheem Sterling. I won't say anything else. Just watch some yeah, highlights yeah. of Raheem Sterling. I think you know what I mean yeah. by that, Giannis. Very bad diving. He's a very good player. He doesn't need to dive. No. Anyways, this is not a Man City show. Over to you, Max. I want to get your thoughts. Do you think this was a penalty? He clearly hits his hand, but it all happens quite quickly. I think I could see it not given. You know, it, it wasn't completely blatant. Um, and, you know, there are other situations the referee let go that weren't, you know, in the penalty box. But, you know, we had a handball that he kind of said, you know, it's a national position. That, that's just the nature of championship, right, is that there's no VAR. The calls right. are what are, you're going to get what you get in the first on the first go. So I couldn't say I had a massive complaint about that. Well, what I did, what I was confused about was when Tete was tripped late in the second half when it was yep. looks like he was through on the right touchline. I never saw a replay of that, but that looked pretty blatant. Maybe it was in the box, maybe not. But tonight, I thought that was foul. close. That was yeah. Close. I was I'm very upset about that. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Let's talk about the goal for Fulham. Max, I'll go right back to you. Let's talk about this because again, this actually was from a set piece. Fulham have been great on set pieces. I I, I can't remember if. If you could think of a team that was better on set pieces with Fulham, please tell me what it was because I, I don't know if I can remember one. They are that good on set pieces. And, again, this started from Tosin. Eventually, you get the uh, goal from Mitro, and Mitro scores again. Max, your thoughts about the goal? It's a great ball from Harry Wilson. You have to give him credit there. It's an excellent delivery, uh, the inswinger, the outswinger, I think it was, with his left foot. And Tosin's become much more of a presence in the past couple of months under Sola. I think that's an area where he's really improved. This is attacking heading. Whereas in the Premier League last year, it's essentially non-existent. He's grown into his height, I think, and is getting into those areas. Good say by the keeper. And then, you know, Mitch Rich does what he does best. He's in the best area at the best time. Um, but it wasn't the easiest to finish it because the keeper was still there. It wasn't completely out of the goal. Uh, but after that, you're hoping we kick on. You're hoping, okay, great, Fulham are in control. We just got the goal. Didn't quite happen, but definitely was, was, was a nice moment. Was one of our real... First serious chances of the half, though. Right. Um, Luton actually started quite well. So I wouldn't say it was totally against the run of play, but it wasn't as if we were knocking on the door for the okay. first 20 minutes of the match. Okay, excellent. Giannis, back to you, because, again, let's talk about from the goal on. I've already said this. Anyone that watches, this, if you think that Fulham were better in, in the rest of the first half, please tell me, because I thought Luton Town were the better side. But for all their huffing and puffing, they didn't score, but – Let's just look at it this way. Let's analyze from the goal on what was going on here. Was it really just Luton Town were just going for it and they were just the better side in the second half? Max was talking about Fulham sitting back. Was it the conditions? What was your reaction to what happened after the goal? Yes. I think it's a combination of all of them. I thought Luton stepped up the pace and the fans. You know, it's a small stadium, Kenilworth Road, but they, they were noisy. I thought we were playing a little bit within ourselves, which is unusual. But again, I still think there's some issues within the squad there. And um, it, uh, you know, it was just, it's one of those, you know, when we, Luton Town is a team that would worry me because they play, they always play us tough. And I anticipated a tough game. I think a result, a win there would have been excellent. Yep. We dropped off the pace after we, we scored the goal. I think they deservedly got the equaliser. But, um, you know, things to analyse, it was because the lineup today was, you know, obviously interesting. Harrison Reed not being there, we missed that. I thought Joe Bryan had, did a pretty good job at left back, which was good because I do, I still, I still like him out there, even though he's not as good an athlete. 
but we were missing something. We were missing some fluid. It wasn't, it wasn't our day. And give them credit, they're a mid-table side that, that, that like to punch above their weight. And um, we just, you know, it just, as I said, we were a little bit, a bit hesitant, a little bit tepid after we scored. And uh, when they scored, when they did, I, I wasn't surprised. But it was a good game overall. It just, you know, Silver would be disappointed we didn't put them away after scoring when we did. I agree, Yanis. And again, I was going to mention this later, but since we're talking about players that weren't available, players that played, I was talking to Max about this before we started. So I'm going to ask you, and we don't normally do this because there usually aren't that many issues. I think there were passengers in this game. Over to you, Max. I think the passengers were, and again, nice cross from Harry Wilson. I didn't think he played that great. Neeskins, I don't think, was at the level that we normally see him. Would those be the passengers, or were there other passengers as well? Do you agree with, with the players that just weren't at it today? Decadova Reed is another okay. one. I thought he was really poor. And I'm going to call out Seri, you know? Okay. I, he actually was involved, but the thing I remember the most about him tonight, today was his, you know, overhit passes or underhit passes, you know, just very casual, frustrating. Uh yeah, a lot of players didn't show up today. And that's that's annoying thing is that the match is being played at Luton's pace. This could fit into what Jan was saying about the virus, but it was such a quick, frantic, chaotic tempo. But and it was at their tempo. We wilted, and we wilted under that yes. because we love, you know, it's kind of passing the ball around. It is quick passing, but we like to control. And we lost all control today because you mentioned the weather, the pouring rain, the quickness of the surface, the ball bobbling back and forth. And we couldn't, we can get a foothold. I think that's also a good point Giannis made is Reed in the center midfield. You could call it the passenger midfield with Seri and Kearney in there. No one's really going to step in and, and put a foot in the ball. And that's yep. kind of the Harrison Reed role is kind of being that live fire, buzzing back and forth, calming it down, but also can step in when the match gets quick. That's not Seri or Kearney's strong suit. Uh, so we might've lost, we lost the match in those areas. I actually thought the fullbacks were quite good. Sometimes we single out the fullbacks, but yep. I thought Tede was decent. This year, I think, was the middle and just the pace in general. It was too quick for us. Okay, excellent. Giannis, back over to you. Did we miss Harrison Reed in this match? Now, again, Marco Silva makes a substitution in the second half, brings on Josh Anima. We'll talk about that in a second, but here's the question. Did we miss him in this match? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And, and when I saw the lineup, I liked the lineup, but not having – not having uh, Harrison Reed worried me because you need a little bit of clout and a little bit, little bit of boot. And someone who's very, very good at closing down. That's not Sari and Kearney's yep. job. They're, they're creators. Um, what I think, it, and, and looking from the positive, what I think is that, you know, it's December the 11th now, but we've got the transfer window opening in three weeks. And I'm sure the Silver's looking at this and saying, okay, well, you know, we've got we've got a month to, to you know get get players in or you know, get someone in on loan. And you look at Onoma, you look at Kenya. Um, are they the people that are going to do the do, do that job? I'm Kenya's in the doghouse. Uh, Onoma's coming back from injury. I'm not so sure. Um, you know, then does Tony Khan look at it and say, well, do we get a loan player in that can maybe complement? can provide that a little bit still, because unfortunately, whether we like it or not, Reed has been injury-prone. Yeah. I'm not sure if this was – I don't know if you can find out info on this, whether this was injury-related or illness-related. But if it's injury-related, we've seen it a lot, and we need cover there. I agree, uh, Giannis. 
totally. So we need a, we need a boot. Yeah, we need someone who's going to. Um, and it's not going to be a championship player. It's going to have to be a Premier League player that maybe is on the bench, who is, is looking for playing time. And there are players out there that will come and, and do a job um, to let our creative players do their bit. Um, it was also interesting that the Caballo didn't start today, and, and you know Bobby Reed started in the middle. As the, and the, Kearney, the, by the way. And Kearney, and I was pleased with Kearney. That's fair enough. You know he's still not at his one hundred percent. He won't be on his. It's going to still take him time. Um, but you look at it and say, well, you know, we had enough players that were off colour today, but we still managed to get a draw at a difficult opponent. Yep. You know, in a sold-out stadium. And Silver would have known it, but this was going to be a difficult game. And then you look at other results in the division. Yeah, I know West Wet Bum beat Reading. But, but then our friends Yournemouth lost to, to, to Blackburn. Yep. And they're not looking to – they're really not looking too stellar. No, um, the ch- the cherries are looking crushed right now, right in a big, big fat Parker pie. Um, <laughs> so we just we we're sort of clawing and scraping like cats, looking for food yeah. at the door, and we get a point here and we get a point there. We're under still undefeated at ten. Hopefully we you know we can um, get everything sorted out. But um, yeah, off color, I think I think I think yeah, we looked at almost as orange as, as tangerines we were visiting. <laughs> okay, very good there. I'm going to share a couple comments from the forum supporters just in general. So this is from Christy. Two points clear at the top of the league. Dave Cronin, this is very interesting. If this is our bad patch, I'll take it. Yeah. Dave, I'm totally with you on that. You're going to like this one, Giannis, from Alan Percival. Let's all laugh at Bournemouth. I love that. Yes. I love that. <laughs> oh. Okay. Good stuff, guys. Let's now move to the second half. And uh, let's talk about... I'll go to you, Max. Thoughts on the second half before the goal from Lutentown? It was really more the same. It's the way the first half ended. Essentially, it was kind of Luton pressing forward, um, which again asked questions of what was going on in the dressing room at halftime. Basila talking to the players because he must not have been happy the way the half ended. But we started the second half much the same, you know, on the back foot. Uh, yeah, I think the crowd also plays a role. You have to give credit to them. They got behind the Luton Bloom players, but Luton as well. They were aggressive. They were on the front foot and they pressed us back. And then leading up to the goal, just a really silly free kick to give away. Really silly for Mitrovic. That's why I was frustrated with his performance that he was too bothered about getting into it with the center halves and he was playing. And there's no need to foul someone in that area. Yes, the player went down softly, but that, that led to the goal. And that's just inexcusable from someone who should be a leader on this team. Okay. Very good. All right. How about you, Mr. Janaeus, and we almost had double Janaeus there because uh, yeah, no, Giannis I... froze and then we, I brought him back in. So uh-huh. thoughts on the lead up to the goal from Lutentown. Before we talk about them with the goal, that goal was coming, Giannis. Yeah, petulance from, from Mitro. He should know best. He's been in a, pur- in a purple patch and not just with us, but with Serbia. He's got his goal. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. It was misbehaving, just having a bit of a sad on with the defenders. It was petulant behaviour. And, of course, it had to be Adebayo who scored for them. And although, you know, I, I feel good about the kid. He found a home at Luton. He's done a very yeah. good job there. He's still got a lot of love for Fulham. You know, we developed him. It's sad that we develop these players and, and then they go. But he's, he's found a niche, much like, you know, Coley Woodrow at Barnsley did. You know, right. we didn't get the, really, really get the chance and then found a good home. 
Um, I'm sure Silver's going to give them a good bollocking because you don't want to be, you know, if you're one goal up, the last thing you want to do is, is concede set pieces. It's one thing to try and con- is to concede from open play, but set pieces in the championship can be just so problematic to defend. You put your back four under a lot of pressure. And although Mitra's very good in the air, uh, when he comes back to defend, you still don't want to concede it. Um, and I was going to say before I um, went off the air there, um, we were talking about injuries and that, you know, every time Marco Silva uh, is interviewed and he's asked about that person, that I, I cannot name him because it might just give me duodenal ulcers. Um, uh, it begins with Kerr and ends in Avallero. Um <laughs> The thought that he might be coming back into the eighteen actually fills me with 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 uh, you know he it, wants it, him back. It's pretty obvious. I don't. I yeah. I want him back. I want him at the Hammersmith Road end, um, serving hot dogs and hamburgers at halftime with Bovril. Along with Floyd Aite, right? The two of them. Oh, he's worse. <laughs> he's worse. No, no. At least Floyd Aite scored goals. At least he had some pace. Caballero is just all. He's a young lad, and he's, he's all muscle. Oh, we could but, do a whole podcast oh, on who's worse. God, it's it's <laughs> it's it's like a hemorrhoid. It's painful watching him. And when he mentions him, oh. it honestly, genuinely makes me wonder. You know, I love Silver, but yeah. I don't. Can you imagine if he brings him in for, for Wilson or Cabana? Yeah. Like, I'm rioting. I'm gonna I'm going to riot if that happens. I'm, okay. I'm I don't know what I'm, how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to okay. do it. So, right. um, but anyway, back to the thing. I mean. You know, it was petulance, and Mitro's going to yeah. get it for, and should get it from his teammates, yeah. especially Kearney, because, you know, it's leadership, right, and experience, and he's got lots of international experience as well, and he should know about Okay, excellent. Great stuff. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Fulham making substitutions and being better from the point that they gave up the goal, and we'll end with man of the match. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So I used the savings from switching to Progressive 30 years ago to buy tickets to the championship game. You know, between those two teams that didn't exist 30 years ago? Yeah, I'm a big Alaska Palm Trees fan. Which is a team now, in the future? So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Okay, Max. Let's start here. You and I talked about this. I think the substitutions, all three of them, because Moody's came on very late. I think they all came too late. Now, Fulham were starting to boss the game at 1-1. They, they were really starting to finally go forward, and we were starting to see that, I wouldn't say free-flowing football, but they were starting to control the match. And honestly, the substitution, I think, was those two substitutions, the two players coming I think they were, they were holding off because Fulham were having some of the play. So, But beyond that, I think they should have made the substitutions earlier. Do you agree? Totally, yeah. I think we really saw just one burst from Carvalho and one scuffed shot from Muniz, and really nothing much at all from Anima. Now that's a factor of them coming on, you know, 10 minutes to go in such a choppy match at that point when the sub started coming on. It, it actually yep. broke up the rhythm. You're right, Russ, that we actually did quite well without We them, were at that point. That's not a reason not to bring on subs, you know, if you have fresh faces coming on, especially some with the quality of Carvalho. You don't, you don't really wait. You should put them on immediately. Um, yeah, that should really be a, an hour mark sub, in my opinion. 60, yeah, 65 agree. minutes. Let them have an impact in the match. Because um, the players. Well, let me ask you this, it. Max: Is it a second guess to say maybe Fabio should have started this match in place of who? Decadover Reed. In place of, of Bobby Decadover Reed. 
Yeah, no, I think so. Looking back, decade of Reed, I think offered so little. He's been one who I think has really been anonymous in the past month, month and a half. I know he yep. he was out of the squad for a bit, just got back in the starting lineup, but I, I, I it's not it's not happening for him at the moment. Um, maybe okay. even take off Wilson or something for for Carvalho. Who knows? Yeah, but I agree. Carvalho, I, agree. I think deserve deserve to play. He can sometimes can get marked out of matches like this because I think in the Preston match he wasn't. And maybe that was the thought process there. on this. Yeah, but okay. still, I think he's somebody's too good not not to play for. If you're only playing 50 minutes a match. Yep. You're not really using Carvalho at all. Okay, over to you, Giannis. Thoughts on when the substitutions came on, and also why. Did they wait so long to bring on Muniz? I mean, we're talking at the very, very end. And Muniz actually created an opportunity, as uh, the announcer said, gentlemen, Jim and Jamie. He had someone there he, that he could have passed to, but he took the shot. He's a striker. He takes the shot. But he wasn't given enough time to really get into the game. So thoughts on, you know, and again, I love Marco, but I agree with Max, especially the first two. Why didn't they come on in the 60th minute? Not sure. I mean, but, but, but we were still one nothing up. Um, I think he was trying to set a second guess um, which way it was going to go. Muniz, I, I agree. I think he should have he should have come on a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, talk about you know the Bobby Reed versus Cavallo. I, I actually liked the decision to start Reed because okay. I think Cavallo's gone a little bit off the boil. Um, remember, he's still only eighteen, and he's he's got so much to learn. And I don't think it's a bad thing in a long season of 46 games and he's had injuries as well. If you rotate, yeah, you rotate and you just give him a, you know, a game off to, because sometimes, sometimes you really aren't, you don't have a sense of what's going on on the field. Right. Understanding unless you're sitting from the bench and, and, and looking at it. And he's, he's still learning Whereas you know, readers yeah. and experienced and a national, obviously experienced player. Um, read I agree with, with, with uh, Max. I think it isn't really happening for Bobby Reed. At the mm-hmm. moment, but that's fine because you know players are going to go that you can't have forty six brilliant games. You can't have forty six man in the matches. You know, Cabano has been, I think, our best player this year. He had an off day. Wilson has played very well. You know, off day. Mitro scored twenty two goals. He had an off day. Seri wasn't quite. Maybe it was the bleach that was in his hair from the, the recent haircut, <laughs> but he wasn't quite on it. So players were. You know, it, the mark of a good side is when you've got a number of players that just aren't at the races. Yep. But you find a way to gut it. And a draw, you know, say, well, would you rather take two wins and two losses or than four draws? And although numerically you would, because it would be a two-point advantage from getting four draws, I think it's better to get the four draws because you stay unbeaten. It's still 10 games. We still haven't, so we, we're not used to losing. We it's don't 11 games, isn't it? It's, it's a, 11, isn't it? Uh, it was seven. Oh, no, it's 11. You're right. Sorry, sorry. I stand corrected. It's 11 games. And that's fine. Um and, and I'm sure that Silver will say, you know, you're not as good as you think you are. Today, we, we sort of got away with it. We got away with it up at Deepdale a couple of weeks back. But then again, we were unlucky against Yournemouth because we could have, you know, we were m- much better than them. And they're second. So overall, you take the rough with the smooth. And then you okay. forget the game. You look at the game tape. And Monday, we start getting ready for the next weekend. Actually, it's, uh, isn't it Sheffield United next week on Monday? Yes, it is. Which is good so, news because it gives us a couple of extra days. And if there yeah. is any illness, then a bit of time for recovery. I totally agree, Giannis. All right. Before we but talk let, about man of the match, I've seen some comments about the ref. So I don't generally do this because I don't like blaming the ref, but I thought it's warranted to talk about the ref. So I'll go to you first, Max. Thoughts on the ref? I'm going to share some comments. You tell me agree or disagree. There were some comments about the ref. 
Let's go from Gag Zone. Referee's decisions were bad again. He's going with Tosin for man of the match. Ben Lawrence said, ref today didn't want to give us a penalty as worried wouldn't get out of Luton alive. Just uh, passing on that comment from Ben Lawrence. Your thoughts on the ref? I don't want to talk about the ref. I want to talk about what Yana said, which is interesting <laughs> in terms of uh, okay. you, know, you have to give players slack. I, I think it's a very magnanimous message. I do. Um, okay. But the fact of the matter is we're full in football club in the championship. We're by far the best team. And yes, you know, these players can have off days. Giannis is 100% right. You can't have 46, you know, man of the matches. Right. But, but even at not their best, the players we have should not be struggling against a side like Luton, a side like Preston, et cetera. Right. That's just the fact of the matter. Gentleman Jim made a good point. When teams play us, it's the biggest match of their season, essentially. Right. When we play a team, it's just another match for us. People are going to rise to our level, rise to the occasion, right. get really up for it. We have, to, we have to just realize that and get used to it. The players right. we have, the quality in our squad is by far better than Luton Town. And the fact of the matter is they play better than us. And, and, that, and that goes on the players. The players shouldn't have to be grinding out these results. I know it's sure. a championship. I know it's a tough league. But the quality we have in this side is too good for us to kind of write this off as, oh, that's football. You know, okay. The players have the players can have a bad game, and that's normal. But we have to, you know, criticize them for it and criticize the manager. So I'm, I'm not really happy um, with with how it's gone, and we shouldn't blame the ref either. That's okay. I mean, okay. You you saw just how mad the Luton fans are getting at him. I yeah. don't think he influenced the match in a massive way at all. Okay. At all. Giannis, Max doesn't want to go and talk about the ref, and I respect that and understand that. But I will give you your shot at this. Well, I thought, I, thought, I thought the ref was poor today, but the ref refereeing has been poor all season. And I really think it's now... It's consistently bad. <laughs> it's been bad. But I actually, now I've got to, to the point, because as much soccer as I do watch, and it's not just obviously, you know, English stuff, but internationally, I really think now the time has come to start at, at the championship level, at the very least, to start bringing female refs. I really do. I just why think not? The, why, oh, yeah, I, I, why not? I think the standard of refereeing... Female refereeing is, is very, very high. And I really do think that, um, I mean, we see, I, I, I watch a lot of rugby, as you know. Yep. And um, you've got women uh, officiating men's, men's rugby. I mean, I mean, just think of that, having 30 bruisers sure. on, on a pitch and they manage it beautifully. And I think, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm getting a little fed up because we don't have VAR with some of the, some substandard uh, refereeing. The other thing about the, um, you know, the four jaws, I, mean, I will say this, um, games aren't played on paper. And, you know, from a Fulham's perspective, yeah, we do have probably the best squad in the division. But, but taking the first half of the season as an example, we've had 23 games. We've effectively played 23 cup finals. If you, if you look at the opposition we've played, everybody. But everybody yeah, has I'm played. Sorry, just 22. Sorry. Oh, One 22. Everybody has played as tough. Right. I mean, you think, I mean, Barnsley, okay, Barnsley, we beat them 4-1. wasn't an easy game. We went to Peterborough. Oh, man, they, they, they gave it everything. Derby County with the zero points, they gave it everything. Every, every, we went down to Bristol, you know, to Ashton Gate, struggling. Preston. Yeah, we it, beat Blackburn 7. Yeah, it is. These games have been tough. These game, these, you've got really tough physical games. And I'll, I'll bet anyone that if you go and watch Preston against Peterborough, you won't have the same sort of intensity as you'd have against Preston against Fulham. The, the, I think the novelty wears off after the second time round, and I think okay. that's when you're going to start to see that. Um, but but look, us Bournemouth, West Brom, you know, we're going to be targets. And look at Blackburn Rovers for a second. 
Blackburn. <laughs> I know. Blackburn. Yeah, I've gone on an absolute tear since we thumped them seven nothing. It's going to be fits and starts. I think we're going to be just fine. Um, I do think we might need a little bit of strength in the transfer window. We need to get rid of a couple of the old doggies. Um, but um, I think we're going to be. I think we're going to be just fine. It's just okay. you know, the teams have been ready for us. Okay, I totally agree with that. I actually agree with that, Giannis. It's their cup final every time we play a club right now. I totally agree. All right, guys, let's end with man of the match. If you're watching live, feel free to share your man of the match. Over to you, Max. Who's your man of the match? Going to go with Tosin. I thought Tosin was was excellent throughout. You know, his header led to Mitrovic's goal. And, you know, on the counterattacking opportunities, he was very, very alert to snuff out yep. uh, the loot in danger. So, He's been really good for me in past couple of matches. Okay. So it's going to be Tosin. Tosin. Giannis, who's your man of the match? Oh, it's Tosin. It's not even close. Tosin. Okay. It's not even close. It's not even close. I, I was delighted he got that goal last week against Yormouth because it, it, he's, a, he's a big boy. And with that kind of size, you should be able to do something that's attacking set pieces. Um, I keep, I know I'm going to sound like an old fogey, and I know Robbo and and I will probably be listening to this, but I think of the centre back, a centre back like Roger Brown, who was a big bugger, and he yeah. used to come for, forward for every set piece. And even if it meant his head was split open, he'd go for everything. And Tosin, he's not the most muscular player, but he's tall and he's yeah. good in the air. And we need more production from our centre backs coming forward for set pieces. So I, I think that goal was a huge lift for him personally, and I was delighted today with his performance. And um, and this is great. And again. You know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to watch the game again and see where I think there are other holes. But I'm pleased at the back with Rodi back in there. Having Rodak back in there really yep. does provide a blanket for everybody else. I just I think agree. now moving forward, we just have to just be a little bit more clinical in terms of if we take leads. And if you get one, get two. If you get two, try and get a third. Okay. Can I just share one thought before I, I share a couple more comments here? Talk, you just talked about Tosi, you talked about the defense. Giannis, I'm starting to get a little bit nervous in certain matches. Tim Ream, I'm getting a little nervous because I think against certain types of strikers, I I think he struggles. I thought he struggled a little bit in this match. I thought he was a little bit of exposed with his lack of pace, especially against the uh, speed that they had today. Thoughts on that? And that's that's a great point. And I think that's where it hurts Joe Bryan. Because yeah. Joe um, Joe is not the quickest. And so he obviously won't be the quickest in terms of cover. And if, if Silver looks back at the tape and says, well, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's an issue there, that's going to open the door for Robinson. If I mean, we don't know if right. it was an injury. Or, and that's right. a shame. Because I but really the lack like of the pace, way- I think, is a factor in some of the situations Fulmer in today. Yeah, I agree. And I think Hector might be somebody... I think uh, Mawson played for the U23s um, in, in the week. Yep. I think that Hector might come into it, but then I, but Silver, Silver strikes me as loyal. And um, there's something, I don't know if you remember, was it a couple of months ago where Reem was supposed to fly out to the US uh, for international duty? Yep. And he didn't because of a personal issue. And I don't know, I, I'm not making excuses for the lad, but I'm wondering yep. if there is something we don't know about, whether it's, Maybe. And let's hope to God it's not family illness or personal, not so much personal. You never know. And I just, maybe it's an opportunity, especially with FA Cup coming up and multitude of games, 
to maybe give Hector another go. Is Mawson ready? Yeah. And then give him a little bit of a breather and so he can recharge his batteries. Okay, excellent stuff. All right, I'm going to share a couple of comments. This is from Dave Cronin. Toast and just, but nobody stood up. I like this one. Man of the match, Hector. LOL, Tosin, then. okay. <laughs> but here's my favorite, guys. You're going to love this one. This is from Steve Reynolds. Luton fan behind Gentleman Jim. Boy, was he loud, guys. Max is smiling. Yeah, Max, that, that tell was... me he didn't make an impact of what we watched. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a classic Fulham, Fulham uh, FC TV production. You had the yelling <laughs> fan cursing behind Jim. You had Jim telling him to shut up later on. <laughs> told him to sit down on the ball in the side netting, right? They could, they That's right. See they couldn't see half he the goal. He couldn't see. That's they couldn't right. see half the You're goal. Right. We, we, saw, we saw the goal more than they did. They were actually there. And five, it was pouring rain for the last 10 minutes of the match. It was like a watercolor painting. I know. So, we couldn't even really see it, guys. I, I'm yeah. glad that you mentioned that because there was water all over the screen. Yeah, but to be fair, I was I was at the last Luton away match in 2019. I remember. Boxing Day. It was a 3-3. I couldn't see anything either. The, the way the way they're the, the all the way fans stand up and the angle right. of the match I couldn't see any of the goals so that's okay. that's just what's like going to Kenilworth Road it's very intimate very cramped it's a yeah. it's a fun stadium but I'm glad we don't play there every week well so, I mean you've been to Luton Max I mean I, I mean you've you've been there you've been you've visited Luton okay. I mean it's really nice. I mean no it's wonder nice the poor leave. fella it's nice to leave. Yeah, and no wonder the poor fella behind is crying his eyes out. Poor little fella. He's got to leave the stadium. He's got to go out and go, oh, my God, I live in Luton. What is this place? It's like, it's you know, I mean. It's it's, it's, so, so are you guys telling me that I shouldn't take a visit to England oh and my go to Luton? God. No, 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 no. Yeah, it, it is grim. I mean, people talk about Preston, but with Preston, you do have a good atmosphere. You're close to Blackpool. It's the yep. northwest. It's out. It's it's way out of London. You know, there are decent fans up there. But Luton, it's you. I mean, the whole lot area. Luton, I thought I mean, Burnley was the place I didn't want to go. Burnley's okay. Burnley's okay because you've got lots of pubs and 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 they tend and they do know their football up there. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But when I think of Luton, I think of Stevenage. I think of uh, Welling Garden City. I think of Milton Keynes. I think of public washrooms. Um, I, I mean, no, no. I mean, the only okay. uh, no. It, I mean, Luton were in the first top division back in the late seventies, and they yeah. were a really nice team. Um, David Pleat um, managed it for years, and 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 the stadium is still pretty small and pretty intimate. But the place itself is like, oh my god, I, I don't know. I don't want to offend. No, no, I, no, no. no. But I have no. to. I have to. My conscience is telling me. Okay. Well, I actually watched a movie. I don't know if you guys saw the movie called Blinded by the Light. And it actually takes place in Luton. And uh, I really wasn't that familiar with Luton before I saw it. Obviously, Fulham played against Luton Town. And uh, yeah. Okay, fine. I, I'll cross that off my list of places to go. In Please do. Cross that off. I'm going to add Blackpool. Certainly going to Blackpool's add, good. Yeah, you know, I'm going to yeah. well. Now I have to go to Burnley under your recommendation. Yeah, Burnley. I, I like Burnley. It's a proper club, proper stadium, proper fans. Max, proper do you have any, any recommendation for me before we go? Don't go to Cardiff either. Don't go to Cardiff? <laughs> Don't go to I, I went that, – that was like a boxing day. That was when we won 4-1. <laughs> that, that was a very, very grim drive. Okay. MDM4, okay. yeah. Well, okay, uh, okay. I won't go there. How about Newcastle? Well, my, my, my daughter lives there. Um, and um, I, I like to tell her it's a shithole, even though she lives there. 
Uh, I'm hoping to go for the Middlesbrough game at the start of, of February. I do. I will say. Um, okay. Um, I do like um, Max was talking about Cardiff. I actually, because I went to university close to there. I do right. like Swansea. Uh, okay. Swansea's, Swansea's got a little bit about it. Um, okay. I wouldn't go to, to Bournemouth because there's loads of pensioners down there, so you don't know okay. what's going to happen there. Um, I do. Um, and go. Em- you know what? Loftus Emilio Road. Emilio recommends Loftus Brighton. Road. By the way. Huh? Emil- Emilio recommends Brighton. Brighton's nice. Right. Oh, Brian's lovely. Brian, okay. Seaside, Brian Hove. You got the Seaside. Um, <laughs> this is the it's, show. It's, it's a travel show now. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Down the M23. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's yeah. Uh, uh, Brian's a lovely little town actually. Okay. I'll go to Reading. 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 I've Redding. been there. I've actually been there, Max. I've actually Red, been there. Reading. Do you know? Not do you a great the, stadium, by the way. Not a great. Do you remember stadium. the uh, the UK office? Ricky Gervais. Yes. yes. Right. So that's set in Slough. And Slough is is on the way to Reading now. If you remember the opening, the opening well, we're credits. We're all over the place at the show. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and but at the start of the credit, it, the camera goes up this very very grey office building, and then it, it pivots to a roundabout. That is Reading. Okay. Okay. It's grey okay. and it's grim. Okay. Well, great show, guys, and thank you to Giannis and Emilio. Giannis and Emilio. I can't believe I said that. Hi, Emilio. Giannis and Max. <laughs> For giving me travel tips on Russ's adventure to England the next time he goes. I know where not to go now, but let's wrap this up. For Yashinez and Max Cohen, I'm Russ Cohen. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.